when were the what schools where's that story it's curious city where wbez answers your questions about chicago the region and its people hey it's jesse dukes with curious city Today, we have a classic from 2014, but it's actually pretty timely because many of you are spending some quality time or not-so-quality time at the airport right around now. I'll let reporter Yolanda Perdomo take it from here. Curious City gets asked some version of this question quite a bit, and it has to do with O'Hare International Airport. It's the flagship airport in the Chicago area, and it's one of the nation's busiest. Here's the question from the guy who asked it. My name is Tim Trumner. I'm 30 years old. I'm a teacher and a writer. My sort of lifelong concern with where is Terminal 4 at O'Hare? I always thought it was kind of strange that the numbering goes from 1, 2, 3, and then 5. So I wondered why there's not a Terminal 4, or if there is, if it's hidden somewhere. Well, to answer the question, I figured I'd go there. And yeah, the numbers mystery is in plain sight. I'm at O'Hare, not far from where people take the train in and out of the airport. And the first thing you see are signs. And they're not hard to miss. They're labeled 1, 2, 3, and 5. Confusing? Maybe. Interesting? For sure. And Tim's not the only person to think about O'Hare's missing number. I asked brothers Norman and Leo Lewis. They're from Michigan City, Indiana. No, I don't think it's confusing because you just, you can only go to what it's showing is there. Yeah, but if you see one, two, three, and five, where's the number four? No, because if it's only two, three, and five, that's all it is, two, three, and five. That tells you that there is no number four, right? <laughs> I asked Karen Pride about the missing Terminal 4. She does media relations for the Chicago Department of Aviation. Pride says Terminal 4 did exist once upon a time. It was a temporary international terminal here uh, from about 1985 to 1993. Here's the short story. Just before 1985, O'Hare had three terminals. But United wanted more space, and the airport was taking on more international travel. So the international terminal, number one, became United's hub. Terminals two and three stayed domestic. Terminal four was assigned for international flights. I got all this history from David Woodcock. He's worked at O'Hare for 50 years, and he even worked at Terminal 4 as the station manager for Scandinavian Airlines. But why don't we take the main floor of the parking garage, which is exactly what it was, uh, why don't we take that main floor, convert it into a temporary international building? And voila, or not so much voila. David said after Terminal 4 opened, designers said that it was not the ideal solution. They had already started planning Terminal 5, a new and improved international terminal. That new Terminal 5 opened in 1993. Everybody was very excited about uh, Terminal 5. I remember walking through Terminal 5 the night before we opened it and so and said, wow, this is great, this is terrific. This is, it was worth all of the effort. Woodcock says there was fanfare for the new terminal. But Terminal 4, it was closed, quietly. So the answer to why there's no Terminal 4 at O'Hare? It was temporary in the first place, and a victim of the march of progress to Terminal 5. But that leads to another question. What about the numbers? O'Hare still had terminals 1, 2, and 3. Why didn't they just call the newest terminal Terminal 4? Again, here's Karen Pride. That would have been more confusing. Getting rid of five and just having one, two, three, four, that would have been more confusing? Yeah, I think so. 
Because people ha had become accustomed to going over to this location and calling that Terminal 4. It didn't exist anymore. And here's the point from David Woodcock. Travelers don't need the number four. They get a ticket and head to whatever terminal they need to go to. And again, changing stuff would just cost more money. You know what, people are familiar now, to be honest with you. You, you talked about the cost of changing the signage. Well, that's, that's, one, that's one aspect, but, you know, why do it? If it's, it's, people know it now. People, everybody knows it. Terminal 5 is the international terminal. I even have a jacket that says Terminal 5, International Terminal, uh, at home. You don't have a number 4. No, no, I'd have to change jackets, wouldn't I? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is what we know. There is no Terminal 4 because that area was originally a parking lot. It was supposed to be a stopgap space until the bigger and better Terminal 5 was in place. It's like the number four is a ghost at O'Hare, but it's not completely gone. This lady thinks she saw it. She just can't remember where. Are you asking about Terminal 4? Yeah. I think it, you go through those elevators over there, right? I thought, I thought I saw something about Terminal 4. I could be wrong. Sarah Crowley of Chicago has it half right. There is a sign with the number four on it. But instead of pointing to a terminal, the number four on the sign points to the bus terminal set on the site of the old Terminal 4. Go, go walk over there and then turn left. I swear it said something about 4. Okay, it says Elevator 4 Center. Oh, I got to turn yeah. the corner? Is yeah. that? I think so. I was able to solve the mystery for Tim and happy to tell him about it. After all, he did say it was his, quote, lifelong concern. Oh, wow. I've basically been in Terminal 4. I just was not aware of it. I think we all have. I, I wow. think we've, we, we've all been there. Huh. I kind of figured it would be sort of tucked away somewhere or would have been, you know, just completely demolished. I was not expecting it to have been a parking garage, briefly been a part of been an airport terminal and then turned back into a parking garage. Honestly, it wasn't the answer I was expecting, but I like that there's still this big number four that points to parking and buses. Maybe a little joke about the old Terminal 4. And some O'Hare workers I ran into thought the question about number four was funny, too. One of them said, they keep everyone puzzled here. It keeps Chicago as interesting as it is. That was Yolanda Perdomo reporting. Support for Curious City comes from the Conant Family Foundation. This is Jesse Dukes at Curious City. And obviously, you're hearing this. That means you listen to our podcast. But... You might not know we have podcast episodes going back to 2012. This story was one from 2014. You can find our entire back catalog on iTunes, on your favorite podcasting app, or on our website, wbez.org slash Curious City. I hope you're not stuck at an airport right now. But if you are, we have over 130 episodes to keep you company. See you in 2017. Coming up on the Curious City podcast. What does it take to make a disaster? Ignorance. Everybody else was hiding. I came out of a war. What can hurt me? Complacency. All that water is flooding into the basement of the skyscrapers in the loop. Bad luck. The top part of the house just sort of exploded outward and things went everywhere. Join Curious City for an hour-long special on the disasters that have shaped Chicago. Floods, fires, and funnel clouds.
Before we start the show, we here at Curious City want to let you in on a little-known fact about WBEZ. 89% of all our funding comes from community support, including contributions from curious listeners like you. If this program has changed how you see Chicago, please consider supporting this program at wbez.org curious. Thank you.